Thanks for finding Organic Matters once again. For those of you that have listened to me for off and on for years, one of my fascinations, I'm not sure why, uh, are beavers. I've always been interested in them. I always thought that we had made a mistake when we totally eliminated from a number of the states. Well, now there's a whole new vision that they're doing. They're actually returning beavers to the wild. One way is very interesting. They're actually putting them in crates and dropping them with parachutes, and the crate is designed when it hits the ground to just pop open. And then the beavers are turned loose in very remote areas and doing a wonderful job of bringing back streams and waterways and, and even wet grasslands that we've eliminated over time by just by eliminating this one species. So we're going we're gonna to talk a bit about it. It's, it's just one of my, my favorite guys to deal with. And a healthy ecosystem, especially out west, intact plants on uplands and the stream side slow the downhill passage of rainwater, and this promotes the infiltration of water into our soils. But when livestock consume or trample upland vegetation and crush and compact whole hillsides of soils, more water flows over land without being absorbed. The water moves faster, creating higher peak flows in stream channels, which in turn carries away the soil in a process of erosion that feeds on itself. The channels deepen and widen, disconnecting, hydrologically at least, from the rest of the riparian zone, from that part of the, the, the area where they at least used to flow through. The water is sent downstream as fast as in a chute. And you know what that does to the edges of the stream bed. Let me mention here, just so you know, that the tradition of the ranchers, especially out west, who ran their land, was to kill the beavers. They thought the beavers were messing with the water supply, the irrigation lines, stealing the water, and the whole concept that started back up maybe 100 years ago. By contrast, there's an area now where there have been 80 beavers returned. The streams are now flowing year-round, two feet deep in places, backed up with ponds behind the beaver lodges. The banks are abundant with vegetation and resist erosion. The channels are narrow, the water temperature stays cool, and the streams and the whole riparian zone is back to being hydrologically, back to being in totally water-connected like it was, I guess, when we came here. Less than 2% of the arid west consists of streams and springs, yet these are the hot spots for biodiversity providing habitat for as much as 70% of all the vertebrate species in that entire region. Now, in the areas where they've let the beavers reclaim the territory that used to be basically barren of everything living that we were used to seeing, now there's songbirds have returned to the land, uh, the beavers are reviving the streams, there's more water, there's far more insect life, and we need it, and more food for birds and other animals. Once you see this, you'll be amazed at what they can do. And all you need to do is let them do it. Almost every year, there are more migratory birds. And one big surprise, there's areas where there used to be trout that haven't been there for years. And they've revived that area to the, to the point now that the trout are really reproducing on their own. Beavers are at the heart now of an ambitious scheme for a rewilded west, they call it. There's a group of 20 ecologists and biologists that presented in the journal Bioscience this past August, calling for a new, a new paradigm, a new way of management of public lands to restore critical ecological processes with minimal human interference. In essence, let it go back the way it was. 
The report's authors tied their program to President Biden's America, the Beautiful Plan, which proposes that the nation protect 30% of U.S. lands and waters by the year 2030. Ambitious, but a good idea. To do so in in the, the West especially, we must first end livestock grazing on about 30% of our public lands. That's about, believe it or not, 110,000 square miles, an area equivalent to the size of Nevada. We should then reintroduce into prime spots what we'll call cattle-free landscape, two keystone species the ranchers have long persecuted. One I'm talking about, the beaver. The other one that's even more important to the ecosystem that we have failed to see for years is the gray wolf. Now, I'm going to throw this in here myself, folks. I've been out there. These people pay a few dollars an acre to run their cattle on our public properties. And if they do it with real respect and only the cows that should be on that land, and in the areas out there, folks, it's maybe as much as one cow for every 20 or 30 acres or maybe even more, but they don't. They're, they're ruining the environment with their cows at our expense. Matter of fact, they think they own the land. You may think of a fight eight or 10 years ago where a guy even got shot trying to force the government off of our own land so he could run his cows there. He thinks he owns the land privately. Folks, that land belongs to all of us. Let's take a look at it this way. We right now have a climate crisis. We know it's coming down the road. There's few people that have a brain that don't realize that now. In addition, we have a biodiversity crisis right now. And we know that this proposal has a chance of preventing the American West from going totally, I'll call it off the rails. We're getting cattle off the land and getting these two key species back on are probably the most important thing we can do because of the huge ecological consequences, especially if we don't. To me, the beauty of this project on rewilding is that it asks seriously if society wants functioning ecosystems, especially out west anymore. Uh, It just makes me, they just don't want to look that far down the road again. I have a dear friend that's not used this term a lot. It's called corporate greed. Now, you don't think of cows as corporate, but yes, it is now. Uh, this business is all corporations. Yeah, there's some great ranchers, great farmers, but the really the small, serious rancher and farmer is just slowly being kicked out in favor of the Smithfields and the uh, Pilgrims and all of these people that want to do giant, giant businesses. The West is is too too vital to us for them to be able to take it over for short-term corporate greed. Take a look at it in another way. Beavers increase water and soil retention. There's no doubt about that. But with all the fires out West, one thing they may help do the best is reduce wildfire risk by creating, obviously, natural fire breaks. They also, because much of the vegetation comes back when they're there, they increase carbon sequestration. There's no doubt about that. They build very rich meadows by backing up water in ponds that eventually fill with, of course, green vegetation. They create an array of what, what we, I would call moisture gradients for more diverse plant and animal insect species. Instead of everything is all dry or there's a wet river, they create these natural green areas. So they're all around multipliers. They help to, in essence, rebuild our old landscapes like it used to be, let's say. Once you put a beaver in a system and it's been there a few years, folks, dramatic changes. I've seen them. 
I'm not, this is not secondary information. Uh, it, it occurs within a few years. It takes a year or two for them to get their lodges up and everything, but it's very obvious that there's a beaver in the area once you see what they can do. Now for the hard sell, folks. In order for the beaver to succeed and to get nature back to where it was, we got to do something about all the cows. Our arid west was never meant to be able to support the number of, let's say, ungulates that it now has to support. In areas where we've allowed it to go on for so many years, the results are perfectly ruinous. And I'm not, I'm not anti-cow, folks. Cattle grazing has eradicated native plants, polluted and destroyed springs and streams, removed cover for the birds and mammals, and starved out most of our native ungulates who can't compete for the forage. Government support of grazers has had its own terrible consequences, resulting in extermination campaigns funded by taxpayers to target predators such as wolves and coyotes and even eliminate any other animal that competes directly or indirectly with those cows on our public properties. The facts show the dire effects of landscape health from too many cows has been so wide-ranging that a team of conservation biologists recently concluded that grazing was probably the major factor negatively affecting wildlife in, in at least 11 of our western states. Grazing has done more to alter the type of vegetation and landforms of the west than all the water projects, strip mines, power plants, freeways, and subdivision developments you can imagine. Today, grazing is the most common use of the hundreds of millions of acres of public domain overseen by the Forest Service and the BLM, the Bureau of Land Management. Across the West, livestock is without any question anymore the number one cause for biodiversity loss on all of our public land. Let me give you a well-studied for instance. Consider what livestock have done to the Aspen Forest which incidentally is the second most diverse ecosystem in the West, just after the riparian areas and the most biodiverse of all Western woodlands are the Aspen Forest. Cattle grazing is considered one of the chief factors in the decline of our Aspen stands. Grazing short circuits the capability of Aspen to grow into saplings and then into mature trees. How, this works in this way. The roots of aspen send up sprouts, but the livestock keep these sprouts suppressed. The aspen are never, ever able to, to grow any taller. So what happens? They can't grow taller. They eventually just die out. So you would think the natural answer would be evicting the cattle from the stands. That just seemed to work, right? But they did it. Pulling the cows off is an important and necessary first step. There's no doubt about it. But then they had a problem of too many elk and mule deer browsing the aspen stands. This, folks, is where the what I call the apex predators come in. If we're really going to have any wild lands, whether you like them or not, wolves, cougars, even bobcats for that matter, coyotes, all have a place in our environment that we don't seem to want them to be able to share. Many decades of research have already shown us, folks, that Apex predators such as wolves and cougars, for instance, control wild ungulate populations, which in turn frees plant life from excessive pressure and leads to more exuberant and diverse biotic communities. Otherwise, they grow back to what they were. That's because predators produce what's called, and this is how it works, it's called the ecology of fear, in which wild ungulates like deer and elk are constantly looking out for threats. 
And what does that do? That forces them to keep moving so they can no longer just hang out and over-browse any given area. They have to move on. So when they're no longer free to linger and over-browse the vegetation, unglet's impacts are spread across the landscape, giving the natural vegetation more of a chance to survive. With a lot of study, we now know, folks, that apex predators are essential. When they're extirpated from an area, unglets take over and stunt the growth of the plants, with cascading negative consequences, not just for them, but for all the species that depend on those plants in that living area. And what brought this whole diatribe of mine on, I'm sorry, is the beginning of me loving my beavers. The beavers are one of those animals that can survive even losing some of their population to apex predators, and still repair rather than ruin our native wildlife and our native plants. That's the way it was till we changed it. They are, somewhat like even the predators, an essential part of a healthy environment. We're slowly learning it, but it seems like it takes us a long time. Thanks for staying tuned to Organic Matter.